And welcome to the Poorly Educated Podcast, the podcast where quizzical questionnaires question things quizzically. We are just going to be talking about science and science-related things, maybe maybe the boundaries of what science can do. That's big. That's big on our show, the boundaries. Big boundary-pushing yeah. show here. We push the boundaries because we always go over them. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, where can science take us? Here we are, the drive-by dogs playing the Are You Nervous game with the universe. And our fingers did go a little bit too far. (laughs) They did. This is Poorly Educated. My name is Morgan. I'm Ian. I'm Riley. Uh, How did that become my... You've started... I used to yell at you because you didn't describe the show, and you started describing the show. But now I have a little bit of a responsibility in the intro, which is that it's my job to say the name of the show. (laughs) I mean, I feel like this is one of the first times that's happened. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm feeling catty tonight. I'm picking fights. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) You are picking fights. (laughs) Take my job, then. Take my job and take my liberty, but don't take my my sneakers. I need them. (laughs) I'm I'm going, man. I need shoes to walk home. (laughs) I'm walking. (laughs) To the cobbler. (laughs) They're in pretty bad shape. I uh, covered in flour. We have episode 100 lining up, and I think it would be a fun episode 100 if you said, like, take my job. If we did an episode where you just were all three of us, so you recorded one, just you talking, and then you recorded yourself being the second person in that conversation, and then yourself as the third person. Yeah, that's a good idea. Speaking of episode 100, if anyone listening to this has any, like, favorite bits or like moments from the show and you feel like emailing to me as a timestamp because i might <laughs> use them for something it's a timestamp. Uh, you know Not just or the minutes and just, seconds yeah. fuckers too don't you think he's yeah. gonna comb through the shitty show i'm not gonna look through it i mean if you remember the episode i guess i'll 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 make it work but uh Ian at drivebydogs.com. Uh, I might use them for something. If, Looking for some, some funny or favorite moments throughout the, the 10 years of making this show. It, it has been an experience making this show. What, what's your biggest like go-to moment of like, uh, like best good moment on the show, and then we'll do like a best bad moment on the show? Huh. I don't know. I just... Laying in the back of your car. It's like episode two of the show. But laying in the back of your Jeep, lit by a lantern, talking about fish and putting <laughs> fish in fish space. That should have been the This sign. show started with mostly fish. Mostly fish talk, yeah. I mean, it was an untapped market. How many fish podcasts <laughs> were there in the game at that? I mean, now, for sure. Yeah, copycat league and everything. Yeah. The best part about that story is that we we had done one episode successfully. Usually we do like test episodes, like the drawing board uh, or the other podcast we've done, we've done test episodes. This one, we were like, let's do a test. And then it ended up being funny. We released it. The second episode already, there was such a big problem that we needed to record in the back of my SUV. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember what the problem was? Dogs. Yeah, it was, it dogs. was dogs. What? what? Dogs. Oh, yeah, the neighbor at the studio had a dog. <laughs> yeah, with your old apartment. <laughs> so they were just our, yapping all night. Our old studio where we used to record was at the top of this warehouse, and there was an apartment connected to that studio. And uh, I remember when I found out someone moved into that apartment, we knew two things. 
they have dogs, and they is gay. One of those things will be a problem for you, God told me. I did not expect the dog to be the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they used to bark a lot when we would try to record, but they didn't last very long there, and then you snooped, snuck in, and... Well, yeah, after our, we, we came out with that noise-canceling podcast that makes dogs, ex- it's a tone that only dogs can hear, and then they explode. And it kills them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They combust. Riley, do you have a go-to, like, moment from this show that you can think, last hundred episodes? Dude, I, can, I don't know about you, but I can't remember a single thing I can't remember said on this anything, show. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that comes to mind is Hollow Earth, maybe. Which that means something. Were you even in that? No. You weren't even no, on that episode. Riley's also never listened to the show. <laughs> He's yeah, only ever been on a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah. I want to, you know, it'd be yeah. cool. I do not want to do the work for this. I want to see a chart of the breakdown of a bunch of different stats for the first hundred episodes. Yeah, me too. We have a space bet going still right now. What's that? You remember that? I think we've the got five bet? grand on. We've. No, it's five hundred dollars. It's it's a thousand dollars total because it's two separate bets of five hundred dollars. I just re-listened to it like six months ago or something. Uh, can you tell me if I'm wrong? I'm going to try to re-say what I think the bet was. Yeah. So Jeff Bezos was, and I haven't listened to this episode recently. This is all from like June of 2018 or some shit like that. Jeff Bezos made a claim about being on the moon by like 2023 or something. And I said, like, for sure there'll be a colony by 2023. <laughs> yeah. That was one of them. One of them was, like, by 2023, we'll have a moon colony. And you think there will be, and I think there will, that we won't. Uh, like, a, an actual, like, more than, like, I think we said more than 10 people. Like, like, existing That's a big demand. for a long time we don't, on the moon. Antarctica isn't that. <laughs> yeah, I know. We and already then, know uh, everything about it. What do we need to spend yeah, we astronauts don't there? Antarctica. They have no business <laughs> being there. <laughs> spend astronauts to Antarctica. Spend astronauts. <laughs> like, if we don't go to the moon, where are we going to send these astronauts? That's where they filmed the fake landing. The moon landing is on, in Antarctica. <laughs> they weren't planning on Gravity's like that there, too. <laughs> yeah, the astronauts weren't in on that video, by the way. that's A guy just went to Antarctica, and he was like, shit, these guys really think this shit's the moon. <laughs> wasn't on purpose. Um, um, but... Oh, and, and the then the other bet. part of that bet was that uh, they would refer to, you think that they'll refer to a day as 21 days. <laughs> like, will they go by, by moon days or still earth days when they talk about days on the, when they live on the moon? <laughs> All right, that's a way funnier bet. <laughs> that's an absurdly funnier bet. I'm right on the second one. I might lose the first one, but if it's 500 per, I'm even. So I didn't really lose anything. I'm for sure right though. They're gonna because it's the day you're gonna refer to the body of what, what the land you're on. No, but it's 21 days. It's gonna be unhelpful. What what can you like? When are you gonna say? Right, they have to invent an entirely new time if you think that they're gonna. Go by moon days. That is, they'd be like, "What are you doing tomorrow? Oh, a month from now." I mean, that's what they'll think. But a month? What will a month be? A month is like a year. Oh my god! And what if you start dating on the moon? 
<laughs> and you've only been dating for a couple of days and you get married and then you start talking to people you know down on earth you're like hey ma i got married <laughs> and they're like well how long have you known each other and they'll be like 30 days <laughs> wait all right hon was it was it 21 it was something like 21 uh 21 uh times just these 30 yeah how many days is that for a month. And is it an acceptable time to get married? And will Three, you bet me about it? So there's 360, uh, 630 days in a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly months would be different too. <laughs> and so a birth and then times 12. So you have a birthday every 7,560 days. Divide that by 365. Wait, I'm getting lost in the equation now. That's that, twenty point seven. That'll tell you how many years. That'll tell you how many years. Twenty point seven years. For what? For every year. Oh yeah. Everybody <laughs> needs no more than five birthdays per lifetime. That is true. That is tr- what I'm saying is true. <laughs> so people live that to a true. people will <laughs> live to about four. <laughs> uh, round down brother you need to it, most of your problems Ian. i've known you a long time buddy i feel comfortable saying this most of your problems can be solved by rounding down <laughs> anytime you've ever asked me for advice like hey i've got this girl problem or hey I, I, my job has given me hell round down brother all right well i'm gonna be rounding down my most memorable like i'm gonna i'm about to i'm about to round down to a thousand dollars in my pocket <laughs> Rounding 2023 pound town. rounding down to pound town pound township <laughs> uh, my, one of my favorite moments i've got so many uh really memorable things um it, it isn't a super memorable moment for people listening probably but when i the beginning of whenever i moved it's like sometime last year i moved to georgia and I've always been so close to you guys. Now it's always been like a big thing. We're super good friends and business partners. And then whatever this is, we're that too. Um, but then we took a hiatus. We probably didn't record the show for like two months. The first episode we came back was really important to me because I'm like, they still like me and we're still funny despite being online. <laughs> I remember that. I re- it was really, it was really funny. In the next episode, we went on like a five episode streak since we hadn't talked in sixty was, days. That was just on fire. Yeah, that that had like gold clothes and uh, gold clothes. The concrete, a bunch of like the slingers. Th- those were yeah, the digging down <laughs> concrete slingers. <laughs> uh, I I I like to look at the show as like, so we're, this is going to be episode like ninety five or some shit like that, ninety six how far we've progressed the first however like 30 episodes of the show were just a lot of my role was to say things that were crazy and when you guys would doubt me double down (laughs) (laughs) that was that was the entire like my humor i had this idea in like episode four or something for like i don't know i was like uh what's the little containers that you reheat food in Tupperware. I was a Tupperware man. I had somehow convinced myself that that was a convenient form of space travel. <laughs> <laughs> Tupperware and rollerblades. It was always just, you, you would occasionally just have like 
crazy ridiculous science theories and like ideas like simple solutions <laughs> for like global warming where you're like we'll just put the earth in a box <laughs> the box was a good <laughs> well you guys didn't understand it's the like, box you guys thought i was talking like about episode episode like like one of the first 10 episodes of this show is you like uh uh trying to like argue that like you could push the sun out of the way and become the sun. <laughs> I don't remember that one. You were gonna replace the sun. That was <laughs> so. That was part of the idea. <laughs> if you told me the end of any of the ideas I've had, I wouldn't be able to reverse engineer to the beginning. <laughs> I couldn't get back to that same. Like spot. it's a different product by the time that you explain it. <laughs> uh, no, my my most memorable moment would. Definitely be um, Riley spilling an entire can of Dr. Pepper on himself mid-episode, or root beer is what it was, Uh, (laughs) because that episode, you were so out of your mind drunk or something, which, where'd the root beer come into play? (laughs) I'm pretty sure I put alcohol in the root beer. That might have been. I just remember the whole episode, me and Ian being like, Riley's not helping very much. I remember he, he he spills it he spills it on himself, and I my reaction is just I go Riley, you can go. We got this. We can, <laughs> we can finish this without. You. It's okay. You can leave. What about what about bad memories on the show? Moments of fear, panic, sadness. How many times have all of us individually thought about not doing the show anymore? Like. I mean, we actually like had, got, had like our worst fight on it, but I still kind of enjoyed that. That was, I think, important to our relationship. What we're referring to in like the mid '40s of the episodes, Ian and I had an eight-period stretch <laughs> where, <laughs> yeah, in the mid '40s, nineteen <laughs> like style. History. Yeah, we had like an eight-episode stretch where we didn't have Riley because he was like busy, so we had to do all the episodes alone. And for some reason, we just got really mean to each other. Not really. Going back to those episodes, you were usually right, but then I would try to make a joke about something different, and you wouldn't think it would be funny, and then I would be mean to you and spit venom. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the guitar episode? People have legit fights. Yeah, that's the that's one where we were the most angry at each other and stuff. (laughs) Such a. Well, it's because you started the conversation asking me a hypothetical that I had to pick like a set of two answers. It was very binary and I really couldn't do it. Like I couldn't decide. And I was like, it might, my, like what I would do isn't either of them. And you were very unhappy with that (laughs) because that wasn't even the actual thing you wanted to talk about. That was just the setup and I wouldn't give you that. I wasn't I wasn't being a very good yes ander, but I also just couldn't understand. I was trying to be true to myself. <laughs> Do you remember what the hypothetical was? It was something like if your guitar was your mouth and your mouth was a guitar. <laughs> no, if, if if there's like a half man, half human, half guitar person, what which would they sound like if you like? Pat their stomach or something. I don't it was know. something like that, uh, and I gave him like two answers. Riley, you weren't you weren't there, and he just he kept being he kept having to think about it, and I just wanted to get to the joke that I had written. <laughs> that no, it wasn't that. that it, was like, it was like, what do you value more? Your in- 
how other people see how smart you are or like would you rather have everyone think that you're really smart? I don't know. Would you rather have everyone think you're a guitar or nobody think you're a guitar? <laughs> and I said guitar. And you said no. And I said ew. <laughs> Um, but those were, those were interesting. There's also a thing and anybody who does a podcast can really relate to this. And we've had this on other shows too, but looking back at the episodes that maybe flopped, there's a certain feeling after you record a dud. Like if you ever listen to one of our episodes and it's not very funny, uh, we knew the whole time and we panicked (laughs) (laughs) every every second over like why (laughs) this formula usually works for us. What's wrong right now? <laughs> so those moments, I think we've had a couple on this show. We don't. We, I don't think we have any episodes that are like disgustingly bad. But we have some ones I'm I'm not happy with, just like on other shows. And yeah. because the highs can be like, so high on the show, it's a little bit more disappointing. But you also just like also there's a lot of things where I'm like, my opinion on this stuff has changed. Yeah. But and but I mean it's you can't go back and change it. So like. I have to be like, all right, that's what I thought then, and it's kind of a cool thing that you can see my some type of growth over the course of the podcast. Have you changed so much, like stuff like free will? You've adapted your opinion on. You've become so yeah. much smarter from episode one to one hundred. You're an absurdly different person. Um, are there any things that you've done a full three sixty on where you thought at one point? I feel point, like I'm less funny. <laughs> you feel like you're less funny than you were. And maybe it's also partially lately, like, I don't know, it'll help if we're we're in person and stuff and can flow off each other. Yeah. Here, here. <laughs> that's that's the hardest part about doing, like, Zoom helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. We, we were just doing audio only, and now we have video, but, <clears throat> yeah. For, for us, not for you and yeah, your listeners. Yeah, yeah, no. just, just to see each other's faces <laughs> is important. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think the opposite. I think, like... I, our floor, we used to have a, a, a high ceiling, right? So on old episodes, it would be like 48 ep- minutes of kind of garbage. I'm talking really old, too, like several years. And then like three minutes sprinkled in of extremely funny that you really have to sift through. I feel like we have, we're like a four on average now, and we get to some sevens pretty frequently. <laughs> Yeah. Which feels Instead like Instead of twos and nines. <laughs> right, right. Which is I'm not saying it's better. It's different. My I <laughs> I was talking to my girlfriend the other day and she said that <laughs> she's she said she's only listened to a few episodes of the podcast, which in itself is big mistake. Bad. It's not too good much for the relationship. <laughs> That's three episodes too many. <laughs> Nobody's I asked her a few days ago if, like, that's what girls talk about at sleepovers is their boyfriend's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, she's like, I would have listened to the old episodes, but I started to, and they were terrible. (laughs) And and then I said, oh, so you like the new ones better? And she said, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Um. So before we get too much further into this podcast, I want to bring up that BetterHelp is sponsoring today's episode. And here's why this is important. Uh, Doing a podcast is not hard work. I do not have a hard life, yet I have a hard life. It's like a 
it's a mix, you know, <laughs> you understand if you listen to the show and BetterHelp is helping us on our show, but they're helping us personally too. And they have been for a little bit. Uh, is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? That's a question that I asked myself maybe, I don't know, beginning of this year, right after the beginning of this year, you know, everybody January 1st tries to come up with what's wrong. Why isn't this working for me? And for me, the issue was me. So counseling was absolutely the right step for me to take in becoming better. The coronavirus, unfortunately, didn't help with any of my goals <laughs> or problems or needs. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist uh, after completing a pretty quick quiz. Uh, you can start communicating in just under 24 hours after they set you up with a therapist. My therapist's name is Jalissa. You wouldn't believe how that's spelled. Just by the way, it is, I guess it's Stan, J-E-H, like Jeb Bush with a huh. It's not a crisis line. It's not for self-help. It's a big thing. It's professional counseling done securely online. Uh, the service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account from any time and anywhere to send a message. The app is on my phone. It's convenient. And sometimes if it's a super long message that I want to type, I'll hop on my desktop and uh, type that out as well. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy, fun, and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available for some people in uh, specific circumstances. We want you, and BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, and here's how. This is super important. You can visit trybetterhelp.com slash poorlyeducated to join over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Uh, again, special offer for poorly educated listeners. Get 10% off your first month at trybetterhelp.com slash poorlyeducated. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring our podcast, improving our lives, and giving us words to say. Thank you. But yeah, I feel like a lot of it was our like, the show has had a weird push and pull of like me trying to have a serious conversation and like, because sometimes ideas in science or just as like philosophical ideas just really like grab me and captivate me and I'm really interested in them for a long time and I want to talk about them. But then I, there, there's also like so much fun in just doing the bits and like right. being... Well, that's why I think idiotic. it's why you and I are the best and worst co-hosts for each other in a certain way is like you're both enablers. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm going to listen to everything that you're saying. But instead of thinking of a thoughtful response, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to bit off of it. Uh, and it's not because I don't want to or I don't respect you. It's because I'm not smart enough to keep up. So most of it is it's a it's a defense mechanism. When I hear you be kind of smart near me, it makes me kind of like spike up the back of my tail, and I do that in the form of some sort of joke about keds or <laughs> or some a lot of ked jokes. I don't know the stats on them. But a lot of ked. Jokes I need to be able to like ninety five play. I need to be able to play in that area of like still yes anding the bits as you throw them but staying on keeping my mind on topic of what i'm actually trying to say and i need to do a better job of uh maybe understanding what you're saying 
And <laughs> okay, well, speaking of all this, <laughs> I was maybe gonna gonna bring up. Do you guys know about the hard problem of consciousness? No. Never met her. Okay. So uh, <laughs> it's like the big philosophical, like uh, b- more philosophical than scientific, because I don't think scientific really science really can't answer it. Uh, it of like how and why we have consciousness and phenomenal phenomenal experience and like how some internal states are subjective like heat or pain or just subjectivity like the fact that it is like something to be uh just is completely mysterious still what i'm just having a good uh, hold on <laughs> i'm having a good time are you kidding me <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I wrote it. I won't talk about I it. I wrote a Ken joke on a post-it note. Sorry, I should have been listening, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have flaws. <laughs> Some of us have shoes. It's okay. I am listening, though. But, um, yes. I just, I think about it like, to me, that's where, like, it's the question of, like, how can you jump from, like, Science studies objects. Yeah. Uh, Like, they study the universe as objective. And then you have to make the jump of, like, we are are subjects. We have have subjectivity. Uh, And there's not... Never in science has something like consciousness existed. Like, and all science is done in consciousness. Everything happens in consciousness so it's how do you observe any anything you can't you can't observe consciousness objectively because it is subjectivity <laughs> you can't observe observation yeah or the observer <laughs> like uh so like you there can is define no third the, person camera what there is no third person camera you can't yeah. hit up on the d-pad yeah, the flashlight can't shine on itself. We can go. We can do so many metaphors, <laughs> uh, but like all things, I like defining. You have to make the distinction of what's consciousness and what's not consciousness, and I think all things are matter. Like any anything that you are aware of is not consciousness because it's the thing that consciousness is seeing. Right. And we, you know, we can even make a list and go off of that. So, like, uh, your friends matter, your uh, your work <laughs> matter, family matters. Um, nothing, matter. nothing matter. <laughs> it, it goes on, on, and on. By that, I mean there's five things to it. <laughs> but the off all material things, yeah, like life, world, body, and mind—they're all material. They're all objects. So how do you distinguish what's consciousness and what's not consciousness? You look at your own experience right now. Like whatever you're aware of belongs in the category of objective reality, and what's objective—that which appears to consciousness. Like it's anything that you are aware of or can be aware of—is an object. So what is consciousness? Because clearly it can't be an object. Can't. Like anything that is an object is like... Can I ask a stupid... Like we're def- yeah, go ahead. You know how when you're looking for electricity, you have the little beep thing from Home Depot? 
<laughs> looking for okay yeah 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 like a, you like a, it yeah is there electricity over here yes if it didn't ring no i mean that's how the, that's how the machine works it's a very non-controversial machine this is not a political debate is do we have a mechanism for like there's the turing test to be like is this a human or is this a robot do we have that in consciousness form a machine or a test not. Well, what a dumb no. well, what a dumb thing. We have no clue though. <laughs> we don't have a test. Yeah, we can't <laughs> turn it into an object. That's why well there's the four what like, are you going to test? Yeah. Well, if so, the thing beeps is how the machine would work. I have no clue what it does, but <laughs> that's that would be the UI. <laughs> yeah, and then that starts to become the like where we start and stop defining like is consciousness a byproduct of the brain? Or does it exist outward when a when you watch like flowers or a tree grow towards the light or like uh, like face mm-hmm. like things in nature facing the light is that not a form of consciousness it's a form of yearning to be i think consciousness is extremely tricky because you have to you have to be careful not to label something conscious that you're that you're willing to eat and Miss you, well, miss mistreat. But anything can't be like science. That's the, that's my problem with science. Again, is like science studies everything as an object because it can't, it cannot do anything else. Like, what do you do when you do science? You be objective. So everything that is studied is an object, and that works fine when you're studying qua- quasars and and like molecules and stuff. But when you're studying, like, what about when you're studying the subject? To me, like the only way, the only way science can work is to try to reduce the subject into an object, which it's not. So, like, uh, so then we just like go for like the materialistic view of like your brain just generates uh, consciousness, but really we can't know that. I think it's like. I've... Oh, go ahead. Well, your thing might be smarter though. <laughs> it's kind of off topic. It's a little. Go bit ahead. Like, that's fun. So I, I've always wondered, <clears throat> like, obviously, the the understanding is that uh, life started as RNA that was replicating, and then RNA kind of developed into like little <laughs> bacteriums and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and then you know down the line, DNA, plants, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh. But what what motivated that? Because like okay, yeah. If 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 physics tells us that like an object won't do anything unless it's acted on, okay, makes sense, sounds good. But uh, what was like, hey, uh, these sequences of molecules really just want to be more of this same sequence, dude. You're talking. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's where I'm like I'm very scientifically minded, and I, I I'll follow the science to the end, like I won't, I'm not, I'm never going to disagree with like the core science of anything, but where it, the boundaries don't reach is that like where the, the part of me that is like a mystic and the spiritual, I, I am that way because everywhere around me, where I see life, I see yearning. I see whatever it is. There's like an energy that just wants to be. And I feel like that on its own is incredible. Like it's, it's such a mystery. Like, what just the fact that anything has that connect like there's electrons like molecules connect to each other and they, there's something that 
there's like a attraction to of everything like in the universe everything has a an attraction and like an erotic pull if any erotic that's the title of this episode if it's a bonus episode if it's not a bonus episode it can't be the title <laughs> uh, uh fucking it, it's the the universe uh ah, what was i gonna say the the, the the I feel like the universe can't be as nihilistic as like Rick and Morty writers think it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like because like if it didn't care then nothing would happen. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Right. Even even not like a lot of spiritual like you don't have to make the jump to like it has it's like it's like a human with an intent. But still like yeah, well, I say care like that's exactly. a dumb word to use. That's the closest but... we can get with our language, but like with like language because it's not an actual like will, but it is. It's as close as like you can get to it. it, it the universe just has like a positive. It, it, it creation is inherent like everywhere, and I feel like that's a positive thing, even if it's there's destruction eventually. You know, I kind of like this theory that you guys are planting into my brain. I, I it's like. Consciousness is like pollen, and a vessel for consciousness is the bee that carries the pollen to where it needs to go. It's cool. Well, pollen be everywhere, firstly. But pollen be everywhere. <laughs> Morgan's got flashbacks from living in Georgia for like nine months. Dude, the thing about living in Georgia is the second springtime hits, you have a quarter inch thick layer of pollen on your. It, when, when your windshield scrapes, it's like doing dishes but for your subaru <laughs> it's it's pretty nasty uh but but it is, it is kind of like that pollen be everywhere pollen need to get from one place to another it's like hey who's that little who's that little gray-haired fool ian has gray hair so they put a little pollen in ian and a little pollen in riley a little pollen in morgan and then they want us to like they want us to make get honey. somewhere. Not somewhere specific. They just want us to, like, make progress. And if they put pollen in enough vessels, then they'll do that. Fly around. Yeah. <laughs> don't eat yeah. Don't eat pollen, though. Spread the pollen. Don't, but don't <laughs> eat pollen. Don't eat the pollen. <laughs> they do eat the pollen. Well, Morgan. <laughs> Wait, sorry. What do you think bees do? <laughs> I thought they just carried it to something else that ate it. Well, they do, but, it, like, because it sticks to their butts. They're dirt. Yeah. They're trying to make honey. Is it an accident? You make it seem like it, like they sat in gum, and <laughs> they're just trying to really desperately get it off. I mean, all of it's an accident. I, I tried to pull the satin gum pickup line real quick while we're on this. Are you guys familiar with the satin gum pickup line? No. It's where, so you turn your boxers the other way around so that the little slit uh, is in the back, and you put your ball sack through that slit, <laughs> and you turn around and you say, hey, did I sit in something? I think I sat in gum. <laughs> and then your ball sack looks like gum that you sat in. Um, you can... That's, that's a lot of gum. <laughs> and not for me. <laughs> is it like a whole nut? Like how much is it? Well, I mean, you, you put out the whole jangle for the shape. If you put out a single nut, it'll look like... It'll look more like a sack. But the the whole... You got to put out the whole coin purse instead of just a couple dimes, you know? No, I don't. <laughs> you guys will get it. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, no, I know. I, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't get it. It's yeah, that's fine. Look, I, I understand everything that you guys are saying, but I just feel are like... Are you taking off your it. pants right now? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like... So we do these episodes on Zoom, and I just feel like you guys haven't ever seen someone sit on gum before. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Are your boxers already on backwards? <laughs> Stop. So, part of it. Is she? <laughs> Let me move my chair. Let me move. No, no, I don't we need a better. We, we saw, we saw, we saw. We well, saw, I thought saw. I would move my chair just in case there's no sponsors on this episode so we can milk this bit a little bit more. Oh, my God. This is where I start recording in Zoom. <laughs> and it just looks a little bit like you sat in gum. For those listening, Morgan forgot. Oh gosh, (laughs) I'm seeing way too much of Morgan. (laughs) Put on your pants, man. Oh my god! It is pretty interesting. Morgan, you gotta stop taking off your. <laughs> By the way, uh, my name is my name. Ian's name is his name, and Morgan's name in Zoom is Lug Nuts with a Z, and then left carrot, lowercase O, right bracket. It's the Tesla logo. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um. Anyway. Back to consciousness and whatnot. They put Morgan? put a little bit too much pollen in my flower. <laughs> Morgan, I'm gonna present something to you. Okay. Um. Oh, that's a lot of gum. So, sorry. The, <laughs> stop. The uh, gosh, I, this this will be forever known as the podcast where everyone saw uh, Riley and Ian saw Morgan. <laughs> This is the episode. A sack of a man. This is the episode that would make uh, my SNL casting very controversial. For sure, it is. <laughs> the past couple weeks have, have prevent. I watched a video that, jo- that it was like John Mulaney talking about his career at SNL, and it made me like really want to work for SNL. I was like, they'll never hire me. It's over. It's like, a <laughs> believe in yourself, dude. I I had that Twitter account when I was younger. The first Twitter account I ever made, the at sign was Gay Green Goose, and I I would just I. Would tweet this vitriol and venom that came from the angst of having socks that didn't quite fit my two tiny feet, and <laughs> it's a very angry, small-footed child. Uh, and I knew by age sixteen that my political career had ended. It took no time at all, and that's most sixteen-year-olds. Now this is a new world, a better world. Than it is <laughs> most sixteen-year-old, you know, by age sixteen if you're making it the president. Or <laughs> um. But Morgan, I'm gonna present you with basically at the end of like, like at the end of the day, there's four main theories about consciousness and like the hard problem of it. Okay. Uh, like the the relationship between material matter and consciousness. Um, and the first is consciousness emerges from matter, which is what the modern scientific argument. Are you with me? <laughs> yeah, I'm taking notes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, 
the modern scientific argument of materialism, matter, time, space, matter, energy, all this stuff is fundamental. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, planets develop and then complex matter and organic matter and then living beings come and they have they organize themselves and then there's like a, they make a brain and then the, from those nervous systems and brains there's a byproduct called consciousness um that's a pretty convincing like a, one so far like I a flame from in, a candle but yeah like a flame from a candle, flame from a candle. Um, got it uh the second theory is just the opposite it's that matter emerges from consciousness uh, who like most theistic uh, religions hold this like they're like God is the creator uh, if you're like that's the religious language at least and if you ask them like is your God conscious or unconscious they'll all say our God is conscious so actually matter emerges from consciousness uh, then the third is that neither emerges from the other both are eternal and parallel and they interact in us it's we like we are where matter and consciousness interact, but we they neither one created the other. And then the fourth is basically like the non-dual like like in Hindu it's called Advaita, uh, like Vedanta, uh, and it's called it's consciousness alone is real. It's the one real reality in which matter appears because consci- consciousness doesn't create matter. It does not become matter matter up just appears periodically as the universe and life and then it just dis- and then it disappears but like consciousness is the fundamental thing and uh if like the uh, the quote proof for it is because because you can't go to science which is turning consciousness the subject into something that's objective the quote proof is like looking at, you can only look at your own experience and where does matter appear in in your consciousness like anything appears every everything that you experience appears in your in consciousness uh and so like that's the idea is that like every, basically the universe is just like play it's a show uh that consciousness is putting on <laughs> i like the third one least that's a good place to start on this for sure it's not that. I'm I'm not smart enough to know about one, two, and four, but three, just for sure, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not both of them. Yeah, that, it would be too big of a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> that they both emerged, <laughs> and then it, it makes us seem too important as humans, too. Yeah. Also, are parallel? Like, one's not a little bit stronger than the other? When was the last <laughs> time you met someone parallel to you? Or you saw something that was parallel that was naturally occurring. Pretty wild. Here, here, here's something. I don't know. The last time you got little, little little fuckers looked at Earth. Earth looks different on the other side. Which, by the way, people on side A of Earth, when they found that out <laughs> initially, when that news broke, that was a pretty big deal too. <laughs> Are you saying people... like the other side of the coin is like a different landmass? Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm, I, I guess I'm just saying that uh, India was America, and then a war happened a little bit. <laughs> I just got deja vu. Have we had this conversation before? <laughs> We've probably gotten into some parallel discussion before. We've had every conversation. That's something that's naturally parallel. <laughs> to talk about two as well, that matter emerges from consciousness. Um, 
I I not to rank these. Not to rank these, but I I do like I do like that one less than one. Here's here's my official rankings. <laughs> From best to worst. Four because it's the coolest, then one, then I two, agree. then three. Or no, I four, agree. one, two, three. I think all of us are like I, I can't tell <laughs> for for me. I just my answer is I don't fucking know. I just think four <laughs> four to me is the one that feels most uh like experientially correct. Uh because it's it's the one that I can say I have the like mm-hmm. I trust the most because it's the only one that like is really like <laughs> yeah. yeah you you have <laughs> yeah. like you you experience everything through the bias of you experiencing it Ex- yeah exactly exactly you're like you have to our minds can't touch what's actually going on in all this <laughs> like the other part but, uh, that makes me agree with four is that when you go to big lots to buy a chair you got to sit in a couple of them to find out which one you like and when other people go chair shopping they might not pick the same one Yeah, the metaphor didn't seem to get through. You guys said yeah, but I feel like you just wanted me to stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just missed it. <laughs> didn't, I didn't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> no, like it's uh, you're at Big Lots with the fam. You need a big granddad chair, and you're sitting your butt and letting your subjective self decide what you want. The fact that we can make decisions on, like we have different preferences, that that's big for. Yeah, one of one of the few places that like we where we do have some control is what what we pay attention to mm-hmm. and where we point our the flashlight to use the metaphor from earlier. And it's just a common metaphor is uh, consciousness as like a flashlight just shining around at different objects. It's a subject hitting all the objects, but you can't look at the subject itself. Uh, so I don't know that, and that's the one that feels most experientially true for me. And that's what, that's to me what, uh, mysticism, uh, not mysticism. Um, yeah, but that's what a mystic is. Mystic, uh, mystic just means experiential. Uh, and that's the only way that we can observe consciousness at it's like just pure consciousness. You, yeah. you keep saying a uh, flashlight, mm. But uh, I would like to put it in some different terms. Okay. Uh, it's a flashlight. Flashlight. <laughs> That's all. And anytime you stick the thing, you guys know how flashlights it work. It's fucked every night at eleven thirty. All right. Well, Riley's giving a little bit too much detail about how he's handling quarantine right now. Uh, I don't own one, actually. <laughs> you own a flashlight. You convert it. An old '68 Chevelle <laughs> that you've I been. I literally found a flashlight today. I can't find it now. It's gone. <laughs> That's a pretty good tweet. Oh, here it is. Here it is. There he goes. <laughs> he vanished <laughs> when he. <did. laughs> Click. I like uh, I like the flashlight metaphor because I've never heard it before. Um, you never heard that? No. I hang out, I hang out I feel- with you guys. If you guys don't tell me something, I don't know it. And, f- and meditation is trying to just have the light without any- it shining on anything. It's just paying attention to the light. Interesting. How do you just pay attention to the light? Do you just okay? All right. So I I talked to you guys about the midnight gospel, mm-hmm. uh, 
and Riley's watched it. It's the uh, new Duncan Trussell show, of it. the Netflix original. But the final episode is so good. It's incredible. I still uh, need to watch it. Dude, it's it's amazing. Um, it's the best handling of, like, best conversation on just, like, death I've ever seen. Like, it's, it's beautiful. Anyway, but one of uh, his, like, mother, basically he interviewed his mother three weeks before she died and it's the audio from that and it's wait was that the one where she was a dog no (laughs) she's not a dog (laughs) she's not a dog at the death interview (laughs) like they go through the meat factory that's not his mom no okay i was wondering who that woman was just someone else that he interviewed no it's the the final episode is the one with his mom episode eight um and uh but she does, she does a little it's one of the best recipes just for a simple mindfulness exercise is have you ever can you feel inside of your hand right now like pay look at like can you feel a sensation of inside of your hand like under the what skin do you mean, like of, in the palm of my hand or you like can start with just meat. a finger if you want just but, like but like but what i'm saying is like okay this is in my hand right now, or like no, in he my means hand, meat. Like he means meat. <laughs> okay, okay. Just feel whatever the sensation is coming from your hand, whether like what it feels like in your hand, and you can kind of do that, and you could make it your go from a finger to your whole hand, and then like up your arms, and you can even do like just focus on what your body, the sensation your body is right now, and f- just feeling your body, and that it, like that's presence that's that's uh, you're not filtering what you're feeling the the present sensation through your mind it's skipping past your mind and you're just being really present see i want i want the fucking opposite of that absolutely all in right right behind (laughs) you yeah yeah like i i exist and i want to not for a little yeah, well, that's kind of what it, that's what it is. I'm saying that that's that's it. Yeah, you're we, you're on his side actually. <laughs> you're, yeah, but you can get past, that. That's doing it to your body. That's paying really close attention to your body. But just doing it like do the same thing, but with looking and listening. Just feel what it feels like to just be aware and focus on like your thoughts. That's why you just like follow your breath in a lot of meditation because if you focus on just the one thing then everything else kind of like empties and you just like there you don't exist that's the point of it is like there's no ego there's no brain like clogging up your thoughts you just go until like you're looking at clouds on a bl- on a blue sky and you just like notice the cloud and let it pass until there's nothing but the blue sky nothing but your pure awareness and not your thoughts or your anything else all the matter i'll also say this <laughs> The parts of the world where, like, these practices and, like, schools of thought come from, they're, like, cheating because I feel like it would be so easy in, like, some, like, rainy forest and, like, a nice... Oh, God, right? You know what I mean? Like, like the whole setup for it and everything. But, yeah, Yeah. there's a lot more... Like, I've got my bedroom, but, like... No, it's not not the same. Like, I fucking jack off 32 times a day in here. Like, I can't also... Yeah, I mean, there's not enough... in the same room. There's not enough, like, (laughs) temples in America. (laughs) Exactly, dude. We need more shrines. We need I've been advocating for more shrines. Fucking... 
You've seen my Minecraft world. You know how I feel about shrines. Exactly. That's why I really like Japanese art and and all that stuff because they include nature and like, in like think of all like religious art like on like a glass uh, mural. What were they called? What was that? that you, what <laughs> did you say? What's a it glass called? mural. Uh, stained, glass? stained glass. Yeah, like a stained glass mural, and it, like all the all of, like religious art, it primarily features a person like it's focused on yeah like the object and like not the background there's no background background is way less important but in like a lot of japanese art they pay attention to like the aesthetic of nature and all that stuff and i really enjoy that that's actually funny that you bring that up uh today uh i wrote a paper that was supposed to only be a page he was like please don't make it longer than like a page to two pages (laughs) and I hope he means single spaced because uh, <laughs> mine is like four pages double spaced. <laughs> what were you writing about? Uh, so I've been working on a photography assignment uh, that's just a bunch of selfies, which is really hard for me because a, I don't fucking ever take pictures of myself, and b, uh, I like to take high quality photos. My phone doesn't do that. No phone does that. You're lying to yourself if you think it does. All right, all right. Anyway, don't talk down to people though. Like, <laughs> they're happy with the pictures. I was just saying earlier today that more porn needs to be recorded on iPhone 4s's, so that uh, we've got a we've got a way too much high quality porn. We don't have to use our imagination anymore. But go ahead. Too much HD. Bring it back down to 480. <laughs> no, because then you can imagine. Well, because then it starts becoming better than the actual experience because you know exactly how to do it to yourself, then the actual experience becomes less uh, beautiful. That's why I don't like hand jobs because I can do it better. All right, I can't, but continue. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know my body. I never met him. <laughs> That's a statement I agree with. But uh, I, I was talking about uh, the, the difference between like a self-portrait and a selfie is to me a selfie is somebody saying, look at me. Right. Yeah. Like it's distinctly like the the value of the image comes from the content. Yeah. Rather than the image itself. You know what yeah, I mean? Like the image is representational yeah. of the person yeah, a, that, it, that is in the picture. Yeah. Right. But a self-portrait could be it like you could, it, to me, it's something that you look at and it's like a little bit more intent. It could like, be like a combination of like their pose and like and where their location and stuff it can be more about whatever feeling they're feeling as the subject or yeah. the the situation or like like just it could be more about it could have more thematic layers it, it, it's basically subtext Big. is the yeah, subtext Big, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no it, it it's uh I, I every time i write something like that i th- i think about like how i I feel like that we're not in, I don't want to say minority, but like, <laughs> like we're in like a more obscure train of thought with, you know, kind of favoring that more sense of like, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. The subtext being. Well, we certainly live in a society yeah. that values um, um, that a lot less, I think, from a from an upfront standpoint, like a lot of the payoff from those type of uh, situations, photography is a great example, almost need a trained eye to understand them. Um, 
Yeah, it, it, I even kind of talked about art, like the banana tape to the wall thing. Everybody's like, well, I could have done that. It's like, but you didn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> I taped a tangerine. It was pretty close. Because especially in the West, we've lost like almost all of our perception of and ability to take in nuance and subtlety in anything. We like just like black and white, like easy, simple, like... I don't think that's like, necessarily... I, I think it's just popular culture is going to be what popular culture is. You know what I mean? Like popular culture was never not the dumber yeah. version of whatever was being, whatever was happening at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's like Take On Me was, you know... Radio pop, <laughs> yeah. but now we like it. <laughs> and and what needs to be said about that as well is that, uh, like in Western culture here in America, we have had in the last hundred years such a gigantic boom in population, especially post World War Two. I mean, the baby boom is a <laughs> is, that's not just a term we we don't call people boomers for like another reason. <laughs> so like I think the gigantic exponentially uh increasing amount of people or our population uh leads to uh kind of more generic tastes uh as people attempt to pander to larger individual groups in that yeah. sense yeah i, I do i, I do I, I, it's it's also weird because like it, whenever you're talking about like a media market uh, you, you've got like a head and a tail, right? And that the head is what like ninety percent of users would consume, and then the other ten percent is the long tail that goes out behind it, and it's like it's way more niche things like that. Like music, for example, yeah, is just like an easy one. Like yeah, there's less people listening to like some weird form of metal that like only people who listen to that specific genre of metal know the name of. Yeah. <laughs> Like well, you know, in a way, I almost and the internet kind of allows for that, but it also promotes the short head too of like, I want to be, I want to get millions of views, or do you think you know, I want to be rich from this, not just I want to exist. Do you think some of this. media like, I, I look at things like the Midnight Gospel on Netflix and stuff, and that wouldn't have been made on such an openly available platform like oh, ten for years sure. ago. Or yeah, even that, five years ago, I don't think. It's such a personal passion project. So there are places, I feel like, where the access to a lot of these uh, less mainstream and like less intended for pop culture mm -hmm. uh, pieces of content are able to be accessed a lot easier and found a lot easier. Like a lot of people have Netflix and a lot of people are going to watch the midnight gospel that not wouldn't have necessarily found that without it. So I do think in some ways culture is like moving towards and like, yeah, it's, I think it's becoming easier and easier to just create content. Yeah. I, I think kind of the opposite of what you said in that same vein of what you were saying and I, I think it's so much easier to find a niche of content that you enjoy consuming. Um, but I, I do think that the floodgates of just ease of access to creation and more people having access to technology has increased the amount of pandering. Uh, so it's like there is a lot more shit specifically for what we want, like unproportionately yeah, so. It, it's just that when when people 
pander now they they can do it direct to our netflixes and if someone wants to make something popular uh, how many of our friends are like twitch streamers or like whatever it is not saying that they don't want to do that but yeah there's also the side of like just the had the algorithm of how the internet works makes it to where you're not once it thinks it knows what you like to see, it's going to show you a lot of that and not necessarily new things that you would discover and find out you like because it's like they like this like the like they like these like YouTube now I feel like it's a, definitely a lot harder to find smaller create just stumble upon like a thousand to like a hundred thousand view video you're only going to see those million view videos and stuff mm-hmm. so in some senses like the algorithm and the way the way that it across all of the internet not just youtube uh tries to direct your attention at what it thinks will make it money that completely like Which, makes that difficult to, to bring it back to what we were talking about that's an excellent example of kind of how like your mind works and how you default to routines in your in your everyday and why something like practicing mindfulness is so important to break those unnecessary absent-minded patterns to spend less Definitely. time vacant and, and more time present. And I think it is, I think that also makes it really important to go back and look at your childhood. Uh, they also discuss this on the minute hour in that last episode where like the, I think the first couple years of your life you sets a pattern of behavior that you're going to return to throughout your entire life. So if you can like go back and really look at your childhood and like what, like if you're reinforced for being like uh, for doing something, you're going to, and that's how you are shown at a very young age. This is how I get love. You're going to continue to go back to that. And instead of like, opening up your mind to other possibilities. So you have to go back to that too. And if you're going to do any type of major growth, I think. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly uh, agree. And it's, you can identify those patterns and that's like the best self-help that you can give yourself just like as a starter piece, trying to like get yourself out of a funk, just try to start identifying patterns about your past and present self. Uh, and then just, actually put thought to like well why do i do that yeah make sure the story you're following is one you're writing and not just some narrative that a a a a situation or a a structure um like was just society gave you as like this is the narrative that you want to follow that you follow that people follow Mm -hmm. like make sure it's your own and you know why you're doing it and it's not just because that's the norm that's what we people do it like really it it (laughs) truthfully is and mindfulness it's the best productivity tip i i I say it all the time but it's one of the most like profound and direct quotes that i've ever like electrified my little body and it is a little body that i've ever heard uh how you do anything is how you do everything and yes well that's uh I think I think Richard Rohr, the person said that. I, um, yeah, it's incredible. I saw it. I have it tattooed on the bottom of my gum, so I didn't know exactly where <laughs> it came from. It's true. How you are on a how you are on the plane to your vacation. If you're angry and frustrated and like on on the plane to your vacation, the beach isn't gonna save you. How how you brush your teeth in the morning. If you're in a rush and agitated, 
that uh, when you're brushing your teeth that's how you're going to be when you die you it, but if you can like be fully present and actually like know like pay close attention to, and while you're brushing your teeth and and go into a quiet space when you're doing those things just how you do anything is that's how you do everything and that's how you're going to be you think you're going to be on your deathbed like oh I'm like I'm, I'm going to be a completely different person but you're just going to return to those same patterns mm -hmm. everybody always says you're going to wish that you spent more time with family and that's not it it's not it. You're gonna wish you brushed your it's teeth not, less. You also yeah, much time you yeah, wasted you brushing your teeth. That's what Ian was saying. <laughs> you could you I could be on the, the beach, episode. brother. <laughs> I said that on the recent episode where I said uh, that people always say like on your deathbed you're not gonna wish you had worked more. So that's what like they say to try to get you to like go out and live a little bit. And I'm like, well, I also don't think I'm going to be like, I'm glad I got all that snowboarding in. <laughs> like it's, it's not about either. It's not about, it's not about, it's not a call to extreme like action or decadence or anything. And it's not a like, don't want to live your life away. And I don't know. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's, it's just like what you were saying, make sure you're living your life on purpose. Uh, so like, it don't don't work to work work for passion don't love for passion love because it's work <laughs> yeah i really like the phrase i really like the phrase like trying to live a more intentional life i, I think that's like really helpful like w w make sure whatever you're doing you're not just in a in a uh, going in an automatic state just like going yeah. through everything make sure w w the things you do you do intentionally and mindfully you're the king of that, by the way. Uh, we're like I'm trying to. I'm not. But. Well, I mean, you've made a lot of progress. I remember an early theme, like episode 16. Don't quote me, but episode 16, you had started trying to practice this, and one of the first things you started doing was just taking a different way home from work. Little shit like that can really help break those patterns. Oh, yeah. um, I remember hearing that and thinking, this fool. <laughs> <laughs> he could be at home brushing his teeth, but <laughs> now I, I have a firm understanding. I told uh, I told Adiel earlier today that I'm excited for this quarantine to be over, but I'm not excited to have to start brushing my teeth again since I won't have to wear a mask. So, <laughs> yeah, you dude, no one can see. My, my mask is stinking. <laughs> is it stinking? I washed it. I washed it. It's better, but it was stinking. It was just absorbing all of my bad breath. Any any like moment that I had bad breath throughout the day, like right when I after I'd eaten something, that it doesn't just, hurt that it's like damp breath. Yeah, too, you know it's what wet I mean. Too. Like it's, it's, just, it's mouth breath sticking yeah. in that cloth. It's not a, a gust of a stinker. <laughs> a gust of a stinker. That's a good title. I'm glad you threw that one in there. It is true. Have you guys been using your masks to eat at all? Because I have found it useful. I had grapes and. I, I put one grape in my mouth, but you can't keep plopping grapes because you have the mask in the way. So if you just put a couple in there, you can muzzle your way to some snacks. <laughs> Fill the mask with like with goldfish and just slowly eat them. <laughs> That's what they do to horses. They yeah. just strap the food thing to the front and they take a yeah, chomp on whatever they need it. I've, I've got this issue while we're on mask talk that my, my face isn't exactly proportional. For anyone who listens to the show, my my mouth is a little bit too big. It doesn't exactly work. My mouth was built for a taller boy, and I mean that in the straightest way possible. 
Uh, so wearing the mask, the bottom half of my face is completely covered. And all my silliest features, like my like my cheekbones and my weirdly big mouth are on the bottom. And all my most sophisticated features, like my long eyelashes and bushy eyebrows are at the top. So when I have the mask <laughs> on, I just look like this really cute little Jewish girl. And it's kind of working for me. I'm I'm getting these looks at work. That's true. Like I feel like you you you'd look weird as like in, in like a Batman outfit where the top half of your face is covered and it's just your mouth. I wouldn't be able to like draw that. I feel like if I just looked at the bottom half of your face and then guessed on the top half, you would have eyes on the side of your head like fish. <laughs> <laughs> that would be useful. Oh, That's been, anyway. When was the last time we had a fish? I was going to try to doodle that, but I don't have a pen. <laughs> we have we have time. We have so much time, but we do not have that much time left uh, in our lives. Everything is ending. Things are terrible. Or in this episode, or until episode one hundred, it is coming up. This has been a bonus episode. I was supposed to read an ad at one point. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably for the best. This is a raunchy episode. It had the gum. Oh, it did have the gum. <laughs> we like to take a commercial Something break I from this gum. That was the first time you guys have seen my chonk. <laughs> your, your chonk. Your what? Yeah. what a bad angle. Um, you should send. You should send us a photo of the bottom half of your face and just the top half, like black it out with just like a black bar or something and then we'll draw the top half of your face i will i will do that with the um explicit permission that i get posting records you know like i get permission before it's sent to anyone shown to anybody i don't even want kendall your girlfriend to see it before i get the go ahead yeah you know what i would draw actually now i think about it you know uh the in the new star wars trilogy the the uh the Maz canteen, the chick that owns like the cantina, her eyes are like big, but like tiny in the middle. They're like butthole eyes. Um, (laughs) That would be Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. That's fair. I deserve this. That's fine. No, no, no. It's fine. No, it is. You're a handsome guy. Thank you. More. I deserve Riley. We don't need to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Riley, put your gum away. I just, I'm not getting my gum out. I'm taking my pants off because I'm going to change into some squirts. Dude, switch those underwears around. They're actually more comfortable that way. Even gum in. I keep my gum in its holster most of the time, and it's it's just way more comfortable. I do kind of want to just get it hard a little bit, just so you guys can see that it's not as bad as you thought that it looked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll talk after the podcast. Leave it up to the after. We need to stop this. Thanks for listening. Uh, email me Ian at drivebydogs uh, dot I can't speak. Uh, if you have any ideas for favorite pieces of any episode, um, they can even be from this episode. But pre- please don't. <laughs> We're looking for older ones. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what if they just make you make like a a one million minute compilation of gum? <laughs> It would be the drive-by dogs annual gum compilation. We do it every year. We take the best gum of the season. <laughs> it's only as long as every time we've said gum. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys. Cosmic gum shot. Cosmic gum shot. Cosmic gum shot. Stop it. Or gum shot. Am I right? <laughs>